There were microphones on there. Lucky I didn't drop them, eh, Scott? <laughs> then I would have been in trouble. Hi. 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 Well, come on. We got an awesome privilege again tonight. Our senior pastor's in the house <coughs> to finish off his worship talk. So why don't you get to your feet? Come on, make some noise, Pastor Scott. guys are loud. That's awesome. That's okay because that's just really setting up for what we're going to do. Because I just want you guys to be loud. I want you guys to be loud here on a Friday. I want you guys to be loud here at 9am on Sunday. I, I, I would just love you guys right there in the middle just making noise in the place. That would just be awesome. I just want to just check out a couple of things actually quickly before we get into what we're doing. One of the things that um, we're, we're getting back up and running is, I know some of you guys catch buses here on Friday nights. We're actually going to start running a bus on a Sunday morning so we can get kids to Sunday school and bits, but also so you guys can get there. Who would find that helpful would be at church because there's a bus that's happening there. Dude, don't you live like across the road? Like, that's dad's, oh, I get confused. You want a lift on a Sunday? Probably not. No, that's, that's all right. The other thing, I was hanging out with one of my mates this week. His name's Simon. He's black. He's English. He's bald. And he loves cricket because he's like West Indian as well. And, and we were talking. Who's in year 12 this year? Who, who's... Whatever, Nate. That's garbage, man. No way you're in year 12 yet. Anyway, we were chatting. I, I just want to talk to the year 12s quickly and, and just see something. We were chatting because one of the things that happens that I recognize that a lot of people finish year 12 and then sort of either go into uni or go to do something but really don't know what they're doing. I remember sitting in year 12 and freaking out about what was coming next year until I spent enough time with God to download something into my spirit to actually have, have direction and purpose for the following year. Matt lifted his hand because he's on like his 15th uni course at the moment. And uh, somehow they let him stay in there for, dude, that, that's incredible. So what we want to do is we actually want to create a space, maybe six months, 12 months, not sure yet on there, but just do an intensive thing, get something into your hands, probably something like a cert two or three in business or ministry or something like that, but also do uh, an intense discipleship thing, helping you hear from Jesus, understand your purpose, destiny, identity, who you are, where you're going, what he has for you in there. And, and I just want to get a, get a quick thought. If we were to create something like that, who would maybe find that useful or, or interesting? You've, you've been there. Yet, even though you're not in your talk, that's okay. You'd find that useful in that space. That's cool. I, I want to get an idea of how much, because we want to be able to run this and get it so that we can actually get you money and, and get money into it and, and things like that for it. 
Um, so we'll, we'll shape that more over time and let you know what shape that might look like and, and how, that'll, how that'll fit together. Anyway, I want to talk tonight and finish off what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. If you weren't here a couple of weeks ago, um, we were talking about crazy hair. Yeah, You weren't here. You missed out. Anyway, I'll, I'll quickly go through what we were speaking about then. Because what, what may have happened the first time you ever walked into church or walked into youth, you may have had the privilege of smelling the person next to you. If someone comes into church and stands next to me, they're going to have the privilege, the absolute privilege and honor of, of smelling what happens next to me. If you come into church and stand in front of Paul Illich, you're going to have the privilege of hearing how well that man can sing. Like the angels taking their nails down a blackboard. We just make a joyful noise. In this place, we we worship, and I just want to talk about that tonight. I know you might be sitting here feeling like you're a bit ripped off. I don't understand why you'd be feeling ripped off. Like, dude, we only came in and we sung two songs. That just sucks, man. I want to come in and spend more time worshiping Jesus. Well, we're going to do that. But I just want to actually shape, because in this place, we have a youth who know how to worship. In this house, we have a youth that love worshiping Jesus. And I just want to help you understand what that looks like, because there's certain things that looks like, certain things that smells like and tastes like. You don't have to smell like me to worship Jesus. It is okay. I can shower all I want. I am still going to stink when I worship Jesus. That just happens. So a few things of why we worship. I'm I'm on my phone tonight because I can't really see it. But number one is this, because we get to experience God's presence. Can I just get lights up a little bit? No, I just need lights. I don't have my thing in front of me either. We get to experience God's presence. Do I have anyone still up the back that can help me with lights? I want to see people's faces. Only just. That's, That's it. Amen. There we go. Yeah, clapping's not going to help. It, it hasn't worked. We don't have clappers installed, but that's okay. Number one reason we worship is to experience God's presence. The Bible says that God actually gets to sit down where his people praise. Ladies, my turn to talk, okay? My turn. You can talk about socks all you want after youth tonight. Second thing is, it is joy. In his presence, there is joy. Who's been having a rough week? Who's had some down times and feeling down? You know, one of the best things you can do is get in and praise and worship. Just get there. Before you guys were in here, when you were next door, I I just cranked the music up a little bit, and I just got myself happy because I started praising Jesus, and, and I was just having a ball with that. Third reason is to create space for miracles. Bible talks over and over again, in the space of praise, miracles happen. There, there are people, the other week, I was saying this the other week, we had three people healed of neck complaints just while we were worshiping. It's a space for miracles. And, and the other thing is this, it makes the enemy run away. Bible talks over and over where there's, there's the, the Israelites were up in front with their army and they didn't have AK-47s. But what they did have is they had a worship team, and so they stuck them out there with their trumpets and drums, started praising Jesus, and the other armies turned around and started hacking each other to pieces. 
in the midst of that because of praise. It makes the enemy turn around and run away. So I want to talk tonight a little bit more about what this actually looks like. This is our greatest purpose. Now, one of the problems we have is that our English language is a bit limited. I don't know if you've ever found that sometimes you just want to say something and the words aren't quite there. And, and so and, instead of saying you just go, he should go. Because the words don't exist, so you need to come up with something. Like fumble bummer or something like that. Blubba dub dub. So I, I just, I just want to help out with just, there's some interesting words that we could really adopt into our English language. And the first one is, is this, kamerspek. Kamerspek. Does anyone want to tell me, maybe you've heard this before, about what, what kamerspek means? Sorry, Google Translate. It means to Google Translate something. No. Kamerspek means... The excess weight that's gained from emotional overeating. It literally means grief bacon. So you know how you get sad and you eat too much, then you get fat? That's cum speck. Or this word, tartle. Who wants to have a guess at what tartle might mean? A turtle? No, it's not a type of turtle. What it is... Okay, what it is, is you know when you're about to introduce someone to someone else, that you're about to go, and then you forget their name. And, and I, I do this all the time, champion, princess. You do that, that that's a turtle. This is an important word. You might need this word. Or backfeifengeist. Backfeifengeist, yes. Come on, talk it up. I need, shh, I need to hear this. A face that needs a fist. Backfeifengeist, a face that, you know... You know those times when you just see someone, you don't have any good reason, but you just want to punch them anyway? That's backfifing, guys. Now, now let, let me just give a little bit, of, little bit of warning. Calvary Family Church does not support or condone necessarily the meaning of Bakushan. Bakushan. This this means it's from the Japanese. What is it, Sarah? No. It's it's a woman who looks pretty from behind, but ugly in front. Like I said, Calvary Family Church does not promote the use of bakushan. And this is the word that I need all the time. Panapol. Panapol. 
when you lose your keys and don't know where they are. This is my word. Why does this not exist in the English language? Lose your keys, not lose your peas. Lose your keys. So tonight I want to talk to you about some words. See, we're going to do a little bit of, I'm not going to necessarily tell stories for a little bit. I, I just want to do a little bit of teaching on some language. Because you might have your Bible and it's translated and you read it in English but it was actually written in Hebrew. And they have a whole bunch more words that help us worship. And so I just want to share with you a few of the words tonight for this. See, they've got words that mean reverence. Reverence. The first word that means reverence is this. It means barak. Barak. What it literally means. And you might have had this experience. You're just worshiping God. And all of a sudden, you're in there and you're in that presence and the slow songs, and you just feel that need just to fall on your knees before God. It's just like there's something that you just got to fall down, and you're just down there. Literally, what this is sort of like, it's like when a dude proposes, they get down on a knee because they adore that woman. They adore that lady, and they want to just see if she's going to spend some time with her. Guys, let me say this. When you propose, when you're going to get there, you need to get down on the knee, boys. Down on a knee. Yes. Yeah, you might need to get down on both knees and beg Justin. Okay, that's cool. I understand that. This is Barak. This is getting down. You know, this word actually means to bless. The Bible uses this more about God blessing us necessarily than us blessing him the second one is shabak shabak you know you know when you see movies and people worshiping statues and idols and they fall down and they're doing this thing that's shabak shabak it means to fall down prostrate to lay down it means that i i just give everything up and i've got nothing left you know, there's been times definitely when I've been worshipping and, and I just need God to move in my life. I need, I need supernatural from God and I'll, I'll just lay myself down because I've got nothing left. I just place myself down in front of him. Shabak. Shabak. Two words there. Now, that's reverence. One of the things that we do when we worship is reverence. It's quiet, it's intimate, it's personal. Now, Muriel, this, this one's for you, these words. There's actually three words in the Hebrew that mean loud. Three words that mean loud. The first one is this, halal. I come, halal. Now, we're not talking about meat that's prepared a certain way, okay? That word's been taken. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about halal as in Hebrew. And what this word actually means... It means to give loud praise or be clamorously foolish. The literal translation for halal is clamorous. David, this was the type of praise that King David did. Now, when David praised, he took it all off. He stood on his roof and danced around in his undies. 
and he worshipped Jesus in his jocks and he was excited and he was foolish and he, was, he wasn't embarrassed about it, not that he was really good looking. It says he was okay looking. He wasn't Saul, but he, he, just, he was just there. This is halal. This is to give. Before we gave Jesus a shout, that's a halal in there. We're given, given some loud words. Shabak. We did Shabak, didn't we? That's not the right. That was Shabak. This is Shabak. Shabak. It is different. This is to celebrate with an exceeding loud tone. Wednesday night, we're going to be in this place. And if you like Maroon, at the end of the game, you're going to be able to experience some Shabak. This is a victory shout and a victory tone to God. You know, God has won the victory. We're not waiting for him to win. He's already done it. Jesus, he's already defeated everything. Anything he could ever face or come against, he's already done it. So this is why we can give a shabak to God and a praise to God. The third word, oh, where'd it go? My, my control is not being... The last one, third word for loud is ruah. 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 You guys have got that down. That's neat. This one here, this is like going before the fight. So Shabak might come after the fight when you've got the victory. This is the one in front of it. Let, let's think, if, if on Wednesday night it wasn't Queensland and New South Wales, if it was Australia and New Zealand, New Zealand get before before their enemy, and they start doing, uh, and my tongue's not, oh, dude, are you like Kiwi? Oh, no way. Can you haka? Can you haka, man? Oh. oh, that would have been neat, man. But this is like a war cry beforehand. You know, when we come in praise, we're given a war cry. Why? Because there's a battle going on. You know, you guys don't see it sometimes. You don't understand it. It's not a battle with my B.O. It's not a battle to see who can sing the loudest, but all around us, there are angels. All around us, there are spirits and presences of this world. And there's a battle going on all the time. And when we praise, what's happening is we're giving a war cry, and, and God's waiting for that to happen. He's waiting for it to happen so he can actually send his angelic force just to bring you glory. Remember before, one of the reasons we worship is so we can position ourselves for blessing. See, when we worship, what's doing is God's waiting for that outlet just so that he can send his angels to actually fight on your behalf and just take things out. Whenever you're in a tough situation in life, you need to come before and just ruah. You need to praise Jesus before the victory. You need to get into Jesus' face and just give him the glory and the thanks for that. So we've got loud words. We've got reverential words. And then we've got some words that mean to lift your hands. This is the one why people don't stand next to me in worship. Yada. Yada. Not Yoda. Yada. Yada. This one means, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Give yada to God for he is good. 
This one means to throw your hands out. That's it, man. Now, you guys might understand it this way. Fist pump. One of the ways the Hebrews used to worship was fist pump. We're going to throw our hands out before God. We're going to give Him praise. I, I just want to get some of those big foam fingers in church. And just start going like, number one, Jesus, come on, come on. It's, this is a biblical thing. We, I, I just want to see some foam fingers in there pointing towards God. The other one's this, Toda. Toda. Now, this doesn't mean that your Commodore's broken down and you need a Toda to the mechanic. Hey. No, this is, this is throw your hands up. Now, let me say this. God does not have a gun pointed at you. He does not sit up on a cloud with lightning bolts ready to strike you. He doesn't have like spear. He's just not sitting there waiting to just throw things at you. But one of the things he is, is he is all powerful. He could lift his pinky nail and, and absolutely destroy you. He has the capacity. You've got to understand God is your dad. And some of you guys may have heard your natural fathers talk like this. I brought you into the world. I could take you out. Sean's heard that many times, obviously. <laughs> God's like that. He could take you out. He chooses not to because he loves you. But one of the things we do in response and worship is we surrender. We toda. We lift our hands up in an act of surrender and just go, I give you my all, God. I give everything to you. So we've got some reverence, we've got some loud, we've got some dinging. Walker. Okay. It was just a phone, it's not that funny. It is okay. Who said my face is funny? That's not nice. Oh. Okay, the last words are this. I want to give you these ones. Music and song. Zayma. Zayma. Zayma means to play a guitar. To strike a drum. To play a keyboard. To hit a cymbal, it does not involve bringing a tambourine. No. And then this word, which is my daughter's name, Tehila. Tehila, which literally means to sing halal. To sing halal. To sing those clamorous, foolish words before God. This one here is a little bit different because where the others are all just outside actions, Tehala starts to talk about what's going on inside you. It starts to talk about a connection of the heart with God. I only want to do one verse tonight. Let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. Psalm 102.18. Let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. That word generation there literally means a type 
of people. It means a new type of people. So what God's saying and what he prophesied was back in the day, he taught people to worship by being loud before him, by lifting their hands, by falling down, by singing songs. And then he says this, it's not just about outside because I'm going to actually bring up a new people category. So what this is like, you know how people try and talk about that, that essentially this is a new breed of people. So it's like getting, if we were dogs, and I'm sorry, I'm not calling you dogs, ladies, okay? Just, just understand the illustration, I'm just not there. Hey, but Jesus called a lady a dog in the Bible, so... Oh, ease up, ease up. Careful, Pastor. So if we were, we were like dogs, this would essentially be like creating Labradoodles. 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 I'm not being rude, Walker. I'm not being rude. It's when you cross a Labrador and a poodle, man. It's like a new breed that happens. Labradoodles. Labradoodles. So what? You've got a moodle. That's a cross between a cow and a poodle. Moodle. No. You've got three dogs, and they cross. So what this is. I want to get into doing some of this. I want to get into doing this. This is what God wants for us tonight. So what he's saying is that I'm going to bring a new breed of people. We're not just going to be ordinary humans anymore. We're not going to become poomans. What, what that word also means, it means habitation. So when the Holy Spirit lives in us, there's going to be a new way of worship that comes on us. Because no longer will we be worshiping someone outside us. We're worshiping the God that dwells inside us. And so God, Jesus talks about this and he says, I'm gonna, you're going to worship in a new way. You're going to be worshiping spirit and truth. Because he starts talking about prostunio. There's some Greek words for you. Something that's coming from inside your heart. Now, back in the day, when the Hebrews worshipped, what they would do is everyone in the room would do halal. They'd all get loud and foolish, and, or everyone in the room would fist pump, or everyone in the room would fall down. But Jesus said, there's coming a day you'll worship in spirit and truth, and what will happen is on this side, they might be fist pumping. Justin might be fist pumping, and then next to him, someone might be falling down on the ground before God, and, and, and on the other side, somebody might have their hands lifted up, and somebody might be giving a loud shout, and somebody might be singing a quiet song before God in the same place, because what's happening, it's on the inside, and there is something that's new, that's developed in a generation. So you're a generation of worshipers. You're a generation of praise. You're a place and a people who are going to lift up God so that He can bless you so that you can be in his presence, so that he can bring joy in your world and in your life. So, when we worship, one thing that we do in this place, I'm going to give pastoral directive now. This is not an attitude of worship.
This is not how we worship. In this place, you know, sometimes you're saying, oh, you said it's about my heart, but I don't feel like it, so I don't need to do it on the outside. That's okay. Put it on the outside first so it gets on the inside. Put it on the outside so it gets on the inside. There are many times when I'm getting up on a Sunday morning that I don't want to get up because I haven't slept on a Saturday night. And I'm coming into church. All I want to do in my natural body is crawl into bed. But I put on praise. And I'll start lifting my hands. And that's why people don't sit next to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fist pump Jesus. I'm going to fall on my knees. I'm going to sing. And I'm going to shout. And I'm going to get excited about God. So is this how I want you to praise in this place? Because I want you to be blessed. I want you to be near his presence. I want you to be full of joy. I want you to be full of hope. You are amazing people. Maybe you've never tried it before. Maybe you've never actually done it. You've come in and and this is how you enter youth. Like my brother Dom, this is how you engage in youth. I want you to try something new. I want you to get on feet. I want you to be down the front. I want you smelling the person next to you and and letting them spit on you because they're singing so loud and so excited by it. So come on, we're going to get to our feet and we're going to get back up. We're going to do some worship. If you've had a hard week, this is your time. If you've had some people say bad things about you this week, this is your time. If you're feeling tired tonight, this is your time. This is your time with Jesus just to connect with him. So come on, we're going to get to our feet. We're going to get everyone on our feet now. Not just one or two. Where'd I leave my pick? I have a fidget spinner, but I don't have a pick. Use the fidgets. I used the fidget spinner before. Did I leave my pick up the back? I did. I can play guitar with a fidget spinner. I found my pick. It's in my pocket. So maybe this is your first time at youth and you're going, dude, you're just whack. Music for me is when I sit in my room with my earbuds in. I want you to try something different. I want you to get on your feet. You can't praise Jesus sitting behind chairs.